Hey, thanks for listening to the Unexpected Podcast. If you're enjoying the show so far, please take the time to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Welcome back to another episode of the Unexpected Podcast, where we chat all about the unexpected aspects of pregnancy and parenthood. I'm your host, Deborah Brooks. I'm a speech-language pathologist who found herself unexpectedly expecting. On this show, I call everyone I know who can help me get prepared for this life-changing journey, and on occasion, I chat with my comedian husband, Mike Racine, to see where his head's at. Okay, let's start the show. This is 29 Weeks Pregnant. All right, yes, I'm 29 weeks pregnant. This is the second week of the third trimester. My boobs are leaking. But before we talk too much about me, let's hear about what to expect when you're expecting a 29 weeks pregnant. Week 29, your baby may be as tall as 15 and a half to 16 inches now and may weigh two and a half to three pounds, almost as much as that extra large bottle of water you're sipping on, but baby still has a lot to gain. In fact, over the next 11 weeks, your baby will more than double and may even come close to tripling in weight. Much of that weight will come from the fat accumulating under his or her skin right now, and as your baby plumps up, the room in your womb will start to feel a little cramped, making it less likely that you'll feel hard kicks from your little one, and more likely that you'll be feeling jabs and pokes from elbows and knees. All right, yeah, so like I was saying, my boobs started leaking, but not really. I had to squeeze them for anything to come out. Um, So yeah, that's new this week. I had just really, really itchy nipples, and um, I told my friend, and she sent me a video, and she said, try to milk yourself. So I was just squeezing, and yep, some stuff came out. Kind of gross sounded, but it just really, like, looked like pus is what it looked like to me. Um, and uh, But, yeah, I'm sure it's a beautiful, delicious thing that my baby will eat. Very interesting. Made um, a lot of this more real. Um, 29 weeks, I went to the doctor and I got my Tdap vaccination. Um, I am not a anti-vaxxer. Um, so I do get vaccinated according to the CDC recommendations and whatever my, uh, OB recommends. But the Tdap vaccination, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. So it protects against tetanus diphtheria and pertussis so tetanus causes painful stiffening of the muscles it can lead to serious health problems including being unable to open the mouth having trouble swallowing and breathing or death Um, diphtheria can lead to difficulty breathing heart failure paralysis or death and pertussis also known as whooping cough can cause uncontrollable violent coughing which makes it hard to breathe eat or drink Pertussis can be extremely serious in babies and young children, causing pneumonia, convulsions, brain damage, or death. In teens and adults, it can cause weight loss, loss of bladder control, passing out, and rib fractures from severe coughing. So the Tdap vaccine, um, pregnant women get a dose of the vaccine during pregnancy to protect the newborn against pertussis. Um, Infants are at most risk for severe life-threatening complications of pertussis. So that's why they encourage you to get it. 
um, in your third trimester. And I got it, and I don't have any side effects. My arm feels fine. I don't have any pain, redness, or swelling, but it could happen to just anyone. Um, and yeah, so that's the decision I made for myself and my baby, but you do your own research and decide what you would like to do for yourself. Another thing that I learned at my doctor's visit is that I, my newborn baby has his daddy's ears. So on the ultrasound, the um, doctor was looking at the baby's head from um, up top and could just see his little ear poking out from the side of his head and said, who has ears that stick out like that? And uh, the answer is my husband. So yes, it's his baby. They have the same ears. I read that when babies are born, they look like the father in order to ensure the father of paternity so that they're then motivated to go out and hunt or, I don't know, make investments and provide for the family. So that worked. Ears will be a very big indicator that this baby belongs to Michael Racine. Um... So some things I've been experiencing, I have heart palpitations, which is new. It's like rapid heart rate that's just sudden. Um, and what I've read is that is attributed to increased blood flow and is normal at this stage of pregnancy. I also have some tailbone pain, again, from the expanding of all the stuff inside me. I am less hungry because um, my baby's squishing my stomach, which makes me less hungry and then also because of decreased transit time in terms of digestion so um, those are the reasons that my doctor provided me with for having a decreased appetite and she recommended that I have uh, smaller more frequent meals of foods that are um, most easily digested so got to make a little bit of an adjustment there another thing I've been experiencing is extreme dry eyes and extreme dry nose especially at nighttime, so I have a humidifier. But then I also got some nasal saline solution and some eye drops to relieve that discomfort because it's really becoming quite annoying. So um, I will keep you posted on how that's going. But other than that, everything's good. I finished my registry. My virtual baby shower is in a month, and uh, yeah. I hope that you're doing well and uh, stay tuned for the rest of the show. If you're enjoying the show so far, please take the time to rate and review on Apple Podcast. Next up, we have my friend Lindsay from Buffalo. Last time we heard from her, she was quite pregnant. And in this episode, she chats all about her birth story. So stay tuned. Welcome back. So I have here today my friend Lindsay, who was on, I believe, hmm, I think it was episode, I can't remember if it was episode 20. Um, but yeah, so Lindsay was on um, the podcast a few episodes ago while she was very pregnant. And today she joins us with baby. Hi, Lindsay. How's it going? Hi, good. Thanks for having me back. Wonderful. Yeah, I'm happy to have you back. I got a lot of questions. I'm wondering about, I mean, so we talked about what you had in mind and what your plans were, and I'm wondering how that all panned out. 
Well, uh, nothing, I guess I didn't have too much of a plan. Nothing really went according to plan. Okay. Good to know. I ended up having a C-section after being in the hospital for almost 48 hours. So, um, Oh dear. All right. So let's start from the beginning. So I remember your first concern was COVID stuff. So what was the COVID procedure when it was time to go to the hospital? So because they ended up wanting me to be induced, I went the day before my induction to have a COVID test. Um, my husband never had to get tested, Okay. Um, but you know, I, everybody assumed I was, no one ever told me I was positive, but everyone just assumed I was positive since I didn't hear back. Um, and oh. then just, you know, wearing a mask whenever a doctor or, you know, a staff member was in the room. A lot of times I would say mostly after the fact, I, because we didn't have to wear it, if nobody was in the room, I would forget. And then realize after they left that I did never put it on, but nobody really seemed to care or say anything. Okay. So you didn't Um, get scolded or anything. No. And I guess they weren't super strict about it. I know one nurse had said to me, well, you know, you tested negative. So I assume it's fine when I went to like, go find where my, where my mask was, but, um, Yeah. Other than that, just things like, you know, we couldn't have visitors. The cafeteria was closed, you know, that kind of stuff. But so did you bring food with you? We brought a huge bag of snacks. My brother and sister-in-law hooked us up big time. Um, I couldn't eat for a lot of it. And then I was nauseous after giving birth. Um, So it was mostly, it was mostly for Lee to snack on. Okay. Um, but yeah, we brought a lot of food. We brought a huge like beach bag of food. <laughs> okay, good. So bringing food is a good idea. Yes. Okay. Um, so now rewinding even a bit further, why did they want you to get induced? I went for my 39 week appointment on Thursday, okay. uh, due on, or my due date was Sunday and my blood pressure was a little bit high. Um, And it had been a couple other times during my pregnancy, not to the point where they diagnosed me with high blood pressure, but just, you know, a couple of times. And they measured the baby for the first time at that appointment. And she was measuring over eight and a half pounds. So between my blood pressure, the baby being large and my advanced maternal age, because I'm 36 years old, <laughs> um, the doctor said, you know, it, it just makes sense probably to get things started because she's big. Mm-hmm. I think because she was big and, and my blood pressure. It must've been nice having a big baby though, because you had clothes that fit her right yeah yes okay. yeah we yeah and she's already grown out of some stuff which actually is very sad oh my goodness so <laughs> how much does she weigh now that she grew out of things we go back on Monday our last appointment was last Monday and she uh-huh. was eight, what was she eight uh ten I think okay so she ended up being born eight eight dropped down to seven thirteen mm-hmm. and then got back up to eight ten but nice. she's long I think Her her legs are like busting out. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. So, well, I mean, Mike and I, neither of us are as tall as you and your husband. So we, um, we have a bunch of new, I mean, we have a handful of newborn clothes that we've just, you know, I've been re-wearing. I mean, you don't need that many clothes. (laughs) She's not going anywhere. Nobody's seeing her. So it doesn't really matter, but, um, 
you yeah, know, we I didn't have, have like 20 newborn, newborn outfits. I have 20. Okay. So I think that's got to be good for a month. If I, I would wash, think so. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So you went to go get induced. Now, what is, what is actually induction? What is that process? Well, so for me, they started, uh, I think it's called, it's like cervidex or cervidil or something like that. It, mm-hmm. It's basically something that they insert and lay like around your cervix to start to hopefully get things going. Okay. They did that and that stays in for 12 hours. I, it didn't do anything for me. I didn't, I didn't start to dilate at all. Um, so then I took an oral medication that I can't think of right now, but they gave me the maximum number of doses for that too. And they were primed to actually send me home (laughs) because nothing was working. Um, and then my water broke naturally a couple hours later, they were just waiting until the morning for me to be released because they had tried everything and just kind of were like, well, we should, I guess, wait it out, <laughs> see if anything happens naturally. And so I don't right. know if the, the, the medications, you know, caused my water breaking. I think they expected it to happen, you know, while I was on the medication. Um, right. So the medications but- did nothing. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Your water broke. It could have maybe, maybe, but you don't know. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, so then the plan though was to induce you and then you were to divot. The plan was to deliver vaginally, right? Right. Yeah. So then your water breaks eventually. How many hours later? You said like a whole day later now. So yeah. So the last dose of the medication was at 2 a.m. Sunday morning, I'd gone on Friday night and then mm-hmm. my water broke around like 3 a.m. Sunday morning. So like an hour after my last dose, my water broke and okay. uh, yeah, started having, you know, contra- I had had contractions all along, but nothing serious. And like I said, I hadn't started to dilate or anything like that. Okay. So then you are, you're contracting and you're thinking, I'm going to deliver this baby vaginally. What was the transition from going from that to a C-section? C-section. She was, so I was laboring, you know, all day having contractions. They checked me once. So once, once your water breaks, they try not to check you often because of risk of infection. They just try not to like put anything in you. Okay. (laughs) So they checked me once and I was four centimeters dilated, like late morning. And then they checked me again early afternoon when I was like, you know, could feel that was feeling the urge to push. And I was fully dilated, 10 centimeters, hundred percent of face. Oh. So they did that when they did that check, they, um, noticed that she was still, she was head down, but she was still turned the wrong way. So her mm-hmm. feet were like to one side of me and her spine was to the other side. Um, so they tried to have me do, I, I was calling them yoga poses, but they had me like using gravity essentially to try and flip her naturally. So like Uh half hanging off the bed and like the nurse was massaging me, that didn't work. So what did you feel like during that time? Like, okay. Or get off me. Awful. I I had (laughs) an epidural. (laughs) I had had an epidural. And when they first gave me the epidural, I I, it was beautiful and I couldn't feel anything. I couldn't lift either of my legs. Like every time I had to shift in my bed, like someone had to physically come and like lift my dead weight legs. But then, 
when they were having me do those like different positions to try and get her to turn, I was bearing weight on my legs and I could feel my legs. So I don't know if they like lessened the epidural or it just kind of wore off. I don't really know what happened. Right. Okay. Uh, but but you I was feel it. super uncomfortable. Right. Yes. Um, so then when they check, so then I'm like, you know, they go to check me again to see if she's turned at all. And she hadn't, but I was like, I have to push. I, you know, and they kind of right. say like, you'll know, you'll know. And I was like, I have to push. They so said, okay, let's do some contractions, some like practice pushes. Uh-huh. And so with my contractions, they were having me push. And every time I pushed, the doctor would kind of reach inside and try and kind of turn. She was mm-hmm. trying to t- her head manually or turn her manually using her head so for about 45 minutes I was pushing contracting every couple of minutes the doctor was trying to turn her and she wasn't turning um and so finally they said you know I think we should probably consider a c-section and so by that point it was like 7 30 at night I'd been you know having contractions mm-hmm. and just so uncomfortable and so I was like yeah let's do it right. <laughs> don't, don't wait another minute like and I'm over you, <laughs> any at any moment moment prior to that were you like enough already let's do a c-section or was it not until they mentioned it where you agreed the the there's, so there's a resident uh it's a teaching you know hospital mm-hmm. so the resident had said something like has the doctor talked to you has your doctor talked to you about a c-section and I said no and she said okay and then she left and came back and you know I kept and it was the resident who was trying to you know turn her inside me yeah um so then after another like 20 minutes of that the doctor came back in so for those 20 minutes I was like can we just be done can we just be done with this? If C-section is an option, like, let's just do it. It was so, it was so, so, so uncomfortable. And I just couldn't imagine continuing to do that for much longer. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Like, I, I hate when I hear the stories of people being like, I went through all this work and it was still a C-section. I was like, all right, just sign me up. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That's where (laughs) I was for sure. And then, so you go for the C-section. Now, I guess they have to give you more medication at this point, right? Or Yes. Okay, obviously, because you have to numb different parts of you. Yes, um, and I, yeah. Um, and I'm super sensitive to that kind of stuff. So it was not pleasant for me. I threw up a lot. Um, uh, this was really While really you were getting cut open? Yeah, I mean, they wheeled me. Oh, God. Before they wheeled me into the OR, I got sick. And then once I got into the OR, I got sick. And then I don't really remember. Like, I I remember them pulling her out and then them saying it would take another maybe like 45 minutes or so to like finish, you know, closing me up. And I was in and out of sleepy consciousness for that. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I was just sick. Yeah. The rest of the night, the, whole, the next morning with like chills and sweats and couldn't keep food down. But I think that's normal for me and definitely normal for, I think, you know, the types of anesthetics that they, at least that they gave me, they didn't seem concerned by it at all. So, (laughs) okay. So, so one of my main questions, and you said it briefly is just like, so do you, you remember seeing her come out and did you get to hold her? Yeah. So I, I mean, by come out, I mean, like, I remember hearing her crying and, you know, there's a drape up. Um, right. 
I remember her crying and they called Lee over when they were weighing her and kind of cleaning her off. And then Lee brought her over. I wasn't able to hold her. I, my arms were still right, uh, tied, down. tied down. Yeah. Um, but she, you know, he kind of brought her over and put her face next to my face. And I, right. I, I was really, really struggling to, to keep my eyes open. And I think it was I think it was more than just being tired, which I was very tired, but I think, right, yeah. <laughs> I think it was the anesthetics too. Yeah. And I don't remember if they offered to like put her on me. I might've said no, because I was so right, out of it. You're like, I um, don't, I can't even keep my eyes open, let alone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, so then when did you kind of, so took about 45 minutes to get you all stitched back up. Did they take the baby did they take her anywhere or did she no, see you at Lee the whole time? Yeah, I think they kept her in the room the whole time. They, um, we went into a recovery suite um, straight out of surgery. So she was born at 9.06. And then I know by like 10.45, 11, we were in the recovery room and I was trying to breastfeed her. So, you know, I was awake okay. enough at this point to, you know, be holding, holding her. Um, nice. Good. Yeah. All right. So I'm happy to hear that. So now looking back in retrospect, what is your feeling of about C-sections? Like, you know, are you, you wish it went differently? Are you happy it went the way it did? Are you indifferent? I, well, so learning that, so after the fact, the doctor had told Lee in the operating room that there was no way that she would have come out. <laughs> Oh, okay. Naturally, that it just would have been a really, if we had kept going, it would have been a lot of pain and struggle, and we would have ended in a C section, anyways, probably. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm glad that they called it when they did. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that, for sure. That, you know, I think um, looking back, I think everything went like I would have wanted it to. The recovery sucks. Um, okay. But, you know, so I, if we have another kid, I would hope to deliver vaginally and not have another C-section, but, um, you know, I guess if it happens, it happens. So you would opt for the V-back? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda, couldn't do that. So that's out for right yeah. now, at least. And um, you're at least, you're cognitive, you're attempting breastfeeding this evening, your, so how many days did you stay in the hospital after that? She was born Sunday night. And then Wednesday, um, my doctor said, you know, how are you feeling? We could, you know, you seem to be doing well. We could release you today, but, you know, we also could keep you another day if you want. And by that point, you know, we, we went in on Friday. And so both Lee and I were like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> We're, we're good to go home and right, they had yeah. cleared me you know every everything was cleared and then the baby was cleared to go home you know healthy wise so um we were just kind of over being in the hospital and eating hospital food and just kind of right. wanted to be home at that point so yeah I can imagine um so well I'm so happy for you I'm glad that like everything worked out and you're feeling good and she's doing well tell me a little bit about what the first couple days at home were like well thank god my mother was here she um was gonna stay at a hotel and just kind of come during the day but she ended up <laughs> just moving in that night um uh -huh. so Lee and I slept 
in our family room just because I couldn't do stairs yet. And uh, we slept in the family room for about two weeks until my mom left, which was essentially when I felt like I could go up and down the stairs at night um, to just kind of go to bed. Okay. So, um, you know, it was okay. Thankfully, like I said, she was here and she did all the dishes and she did all the laundry and all we really had to do was, was like worry about feeding and snuggles and, you know, just kind of resting. I mean, that sounds like the most ideal type of help. That's the help that I would like. I don't want anyone to take my baby. (laughs) For sure. There were a few times that I, I don't think I changed a diaper for like a week. (laughs) Uh, okay. <laughs> which I, I mean that's I funny. actually said like I want to change your diaper and then right my mom was like yeah I don't you know you're very uh-huh. special for wanting to do that but okay right yeah <laughs> I were you able did. to like turn over and pick her up or did somebody always have to hand her to you uh for the first I'd say for the first week it was a struggle to like bend over to get her and to okay. you know just to even now and I'm three and a half weeks postpartum like I still have to kind of brace myself to stand up um, out of like bed or out of like a low chair. Um, I can, you know, I went for a walk yesterday and I feel like my, my abs and like my hip flexors are a little bit out of whack. Um, Mm -hmm. just because I haven't, you, I mean, I, I haven't like gone anywhere, done anything. So I think just taking longer steps and it's a little bit icy. So just kind of like, you know, certain movements I just haven't done in a really long time. So it's slow but steady I mean I definitely feel like um there's certain things that I still won't do like I still won't carry her as a baby carrier but um I could like get on the floor and do tummy time with her I just am very awkward standing up still (laughs) right okay and that's three weeks after but still yeah yeah Unexpected Podcast is recorded and produced by Deborah Brooks and is sponsored by the Sit Down with Microscene Podcast, SLP's Wine and Cheese Podcast, and the Dad Show with Microscene Podcast. For more unexpected content, head over to www.patreon.com slash Deborah Brooks CCC SLP. If you love the show, I'd appreciate a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.